you are listening to the gentle project podcast all about kindness and i am your host irene kartik menstrual health and hygiene is still a big challenge in large economies especially the developing economies and in countries like india there are large sections of the society who do not have access to sanitary products or education around menstrual health today we have a young change maker who joins us all the way from calcutta and uh, has started this wonderful initiative which uh, germinated during covid uh, around this topic so let's get talking to aksa mushtaq Hello Aksa how are you doing today Hi Irene I'm doing ex- extremely great thank you So Aksa it's first of all thank you for uh, coming on the gentle project all about kindness podcast it is really wonderful to connect with you and uh, read about all the great work that you are doing but before that uh, it would be wonderful to know a little bit about yourself what have you studied where are you based and then we get to the meat of the discussion which is free the period yeah so uh, uh i am 25 years old and uh, i have always been an introvert but i took up journalism in my gra- for my graduation then i did post graduation in journalism and mass communications and i started working with an mnc in delhi ncr so um suppose i have been working for the past 3 years and uh, during the lockdown i came back to my hometown and i started working on menstruation menstrual health and hygiene but before that obviously i haven't been doing any such thing but i really wanted to do something for the society in return and i really wanted to make some change like even if it's with one person with one woman or a child i really wanted to do this from very long time but i was too scared to take the first step and i did in this lockdown that is brilliant in fact it is all about the first step that we take uh, in our lives you know that first step towards something towards change so congratulations on taking that first step so so aksa what made you uh, you know choose a topic such as menstrual health because in india uh you would agree that uh, menstrual health is still a big taboo and uh, people hesitate to talk about it and especially during covid i found that there were a lot of delivery um you know initiatives donation drives volunteer drives but i have i didn't come across something like this so what inspired you to pursue this journey hmm. so so uh, all my childhood i have been uh, wondering like why nobody taught me about periods and uh, why i got to know uh, very abruptly and i had to manage myself the day i got my periods and i was from an all girls school but there were no proper sessions on reproductive health and uh, it was quite amusing for me uh, because uh, i come from a very privileged family alhamdulillah but 
nobody taught me about menstruation my mother never talked about it she is a, she is very vocal about such topics but she never thought it was an important topic to discuss maybe she thought it she will get to know when she gets her periods and she will get to know eventually or maybe her school te- school will be teaching her so i used to see that even being um, in an all girls school surrounded by female teachers we were shy to talk about periods we were shy to take our pads and uh, we used to hide it in a pocket and rush to the washrooms and i was also quite curious about one thing which is um, awareness so we uh, we women don't know about our body so we don't know about our health as much as we should and uh, when i got my periods i started having uh, biological issues i started ha- facing some issues and to uh, experience severe pain and um, stuff like that but uh, the doctors were like it's a normal phenomenon you need to bear the pain so that that was quite confusing for me that how can a doctor say that like uh, in in spite of treating me in spite of telling me you no know, there's an issue with your body how can he say you need to bear that pain you need to learn how to live with it so uh, i after 13 years i was diagnosed with endometriosis and after changing around 9 to 10 doctors so uh, it was uh, it is a shame i would say that even the doctors are not willing to address this issue as a very major problem in the society they uh, even even the female doctors which i used to visit so she used to tell me that no it's okay it's normal you need, you'll get you'll get pain you'll you'll uh, mean uh, she used to tell me that um, this this pain will go away you'll get well after you get married so i don't think so that's a proper answer to my question but i experienced this with every doctor until i found one male doctor and he's like amazing so i realized that the stigma and the patriarchy is being uh, forwarded by the women themselves so they are the one who are promoting the stigma and the patriarchy not the men so uh, this was quite changing for me and uh, when i saw that during the lockdown people are distributing uh, ration kits and food clothes everything really, everything uh, required for day to day life but there were no menstrual kits even uh, i i saw some posts that uh, menstrual kits are being donated and distributed in rural areas but they were not being distributed in urban slums so i wanted to check this out like is there any issue related to menstru- menstruation in my local area so i visited some uh, uh, slums in my area and i got to know that they have stopped using pads they are using unhygienic cloth strips like uh, they are using those synthetic strips sari strips not even cloth uh, cotton cloth strips they are synthetic and uh, they don't have proper disposal system they don't know how to dispose those uh, strips they are not even reusing it they are using it as a disposable method so uh, i wanted to do something about that and i i asked my dad that why can't we uh, donate menstrual kits when we are distributing food packets so he told me if you want to do this you can go ahead and do it yourself instead of waiting for others so that's how it clicked i uh, i contacted my fiance and we had a discussion overnight and the very next day we started distributing pads in the nearby areas and we thought that oh, we'll be covering only 3 to 4 areas but then it hasn't stopped yet and i've been receiving great responses and i plan to continue this 
that's uh, you know amazing that you just uh, thought and the next day you were out there uh, distributing pen not like that seriously not like that i need a lot of planning and everything but i don't know why i felt like no this is the time i have to do this now or never see it was like that that, that that's you know that's really brave and bold of you uh, but you touched upon couple of important points when you were explaining about uh, how it started of course the health part of it and uh, coming from a generation probably a little earlier than you uh, it was you know in my time also uh, menstrual health education was it, it was abysmal it was not present and uh, you know um, conditions like endometriosis or pcod it was totally ignorant people were ignorant yeah. and right now i see that people are starting to talk about it you know okay this is a condition and it needs to be diagnosed properly uh, but in the past in the privileged society i would yes. like to in, i'd like to add that's only in the privileged society and among the young girls yes that's what i see i have uh, you know few cousins who are younger than me so now they are much more aware than what we were and exactly. uh, but this you know there's a wide hole that is there in the underprivileged societies because for them i don't think they have even gotten to that point where they're aware that okay this is a condition and uh, exactly. the reason because for you know the way we have been brought up is okay it's a part of life you know women go through this change and you have to live with it be it cramps be mm-hmm. it mood swings be it you know if you're not really feeling well it, it is a part of life that that's even mm-hmm. how i was conditioned to kind of uh, uh, come up with this uh, menstrual health and you know going through the whole process but uh, so do you see that there is a change or what is the state of awareness in terms of the health conditions in the in these uh, slum areas mm. is it present or people are still they don't have a clue of you know that okay they need to go to the doctor or to the health uh, counselor and find out okay diagnose basically that this is a condition that needs to be treated so uh, when i had my first uh, awareness sessions earlier i used to i ca- only carried out distributions because it wasn't possible because of social distancing norms so uh, when i uh, carried out my first uh, awareness session i it took me a day it took me two sessions to get uh, comfortable with them to make them comfortable with me so there were only girls and um, young girls and women but uh, they were not comfortable to talk about periods even with other girl and they told me that they are too shy to tell their mothers about it and uh, they are whenever they are suffering in pain they try to keep it uh, to themselves only not to tell their mothers also they don't know if, if they need to take painkillers for that they are being told that it's a normal phenomena and you need to bear the pain and uh, there are certain myths related to menstruation they need to follow those myths and uh, there are i i met few girls who didn't get their periods for around 7 to 8 months and uh, they thought it's a normal phenomena and it's good if they are not getting their periods that's what they think 
so it's the condition of awareness the there is i think there is a lot of gap in urban slums since i'm only covering urban slums so i'd like to talk about that only so they they know they are keeping up with the trending generation they have smartphones they are wearing proper clothes they are up to date with the fashion or any any such things but they are not ready to talk about um, menstruation they still uh, prefer using cloth strips instead of going out and buying the sanitary pads so you see that the stigma is still there even after so much development i i was shocked to see that kolkata being a metropolitan city is still lagging behind so it's a sad state for us it's very sad to see these things interesting that that's very deep you know there are multi layers when we are dealing with such problems and uh, you also made a point of uh, you know patriarchy which is uh, kind of uh, taken forward by women i think uh, you yeah, made exactly. a valid point there because a lot of women actually are resistant to change or probably exactly they understand okay you know this is something that should be changed but they just don't want to take that step because of probably uh, the culture the society uh, you know the mindsets that uh, people grow up with uh, but it, it you know it, it's heartening to see that you are one of the voices that are actually advocating for the change and you're calling a spade a spade because a lot of times you know yeah. so i yeah, yeah. go ahead so uh, i actually believe uh, i actually believe in this thing that a change is only can only be done by a woman a woman is the kind of society who uh, takes care of a family so if you need a change you need to educate that woman if you need you need to help that woman take it take that topic ahead so a woman is the one only responsible for the change in society and even she is the only one responsible for taking ahead the patriarchy because after starting my uh, donation drive after starting this campaign free the period i realized that 80% of my donors were men and they were quite supportive but i have received some backlash from women as well and uh, they were they told me that um, it's against my religion to go out and do these work openly it's shameful to talk about such things in a public forum so i think um, i have and i have received that in from educated girls so i think the problem is education and uh, the gender as well so i had supportive men around me but less supportive women around me that, that's interesting because a lot of men bashing that we do uh, you know on different topics Uh, yeah. we do it very very you know very openly and very boisterously saying that okay you know yeah. men don't support but there are actually you know if you take a very fair view th- th- there's a large section of men which actually enable these change and it is important to acknowledge that they support uh, this change and oh. uh, so i have noticed one thing sorry if i'm interrupting no 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 you. no please have, go ahead yeah so i have noticed one thing that if a man who is against social changes who is promoting the stigma it's basically because he has that upbringing from his family and the upbringing is basically from a mother in indian families mostly from a mother 
so i would uh, i wouldn't blame but i would say that a woman is responsible for bringing the change in their family i have seen that in my family as well my mother was the one to talk about freely uh, uh, about these uh, stigma stigma topics uh, such as menstruation such as sex uh, sexual health so my mother was the one to start the topic and uh, right now we are quite comfortable talking about periods with my father and my brother as well so it's the women who is responsible for bringing the change that's a very important point that you made because uh... you know women uh, they basically run the family in india in a you know indian scenario uh, it they are the kind of they completely hold or uphold the family exactly and uh, so what were some of the challenges that you faced uh, from you know the mm-hmm. grassroots area where you were actually carrying out this change and from the people around you from the society you talked about people you know women not being supportive were there any other challenges that you faced yeah so uh, this this women being not being supportive was uh, in my uh, society in my level of society but when i went for distribution to the underprivileged areas there were women were happy to see that a son is uh, distributing pads and they were quite shocked to see that i am uh, not a sales person and they asked me like uh, do we need to pay for this i said no it's a part of a distribution so they were like uh, we have never experienced such thing nobody has ever come to our area for distributing pads so uh, i am glad to know that someone is talking about women's health they they were quite appreciative and there were some there were some places where they were shy to take those pads and i had to wrap them in a black in black packets on newspaper and i received a lot of backlash for that as well on instagram and facebook so uh, i did those things because i don't want to make the change in one day i want i don't want to force my ideologies on them i want to explain them that this is nothing to be ashamed of and it's quite natural i want them to accept Uh, and adapt to the changed society i don't want to just uh, throw my beliefs and ideologies on them i want them to take their own time and understand about this process and get used to it so uh, there were some men who were quite not happy with uh, my work when i went for distribution they asked me to stop these things because this is very shameful i shouldn't be doing this openly and i should stop this in their areas or they'll bash me up or this is how they uh, had a word with me and at first i got quite scared and i ran away from there but uh, my male friend i carried out all my distribution with my male friends so they were quite supportive they made them understand that it's a natural process and you don't need to shout at my friend for this because she's just helping out and it's nothing bad to come out and talk about periods so uh, it's been a roller coaster ride and i really enjoyed it because you know i got to know so many people so this different types of people from this different aspects of the society i got to understand the mentality of these people how how they feel about talking about periods how the men are um, approaching this topic and how the women want to talk about this but they are not being able to do this because um, 
because of the male dominant society and they are too scared to speak speak out they are like um, okay if i start this conversation i'll be um, i'll be termed as uh, shameful by my so- by my society or by my family so i think we just need to support them and tell them that you need to speak up because it's normal they just they just need a supportive uh, voice i guess and because they can do it by themselves but they just need to know that it's okay to talk about it absolutely i mean uh, if if i think in terms of uh, <clears throat> the government's contribution towards awareness i think it's almost close to nil because uh, yeah. you know we have in india uh, this uh, campaign that i remember is um, beti bachao beti padhao beti right padhao. Um, yeah yeah so, <laughs> and uh, family planning but family planning uh, yes but i don't uh, know where how it it's being implemented i really don't know it, maybe it's just on the papers maybe it's just policies but it's not being implemented so i don't see the implementation anywhere i'm not blaming any particular uh, organization or a particular government i'm blaming everyone who is not implementing this so that is why i took things in my own hand i thought like this is going to remain same even even after me even after my generation i don't want i really didn't want any more people to suffer i i realized that even if i took a handful of women and i try to educate them they can educate their families or their society or they can educate the society in which they are living in so i think it's not a big task to implement we just need to talk about it you just need one woman to spread the word spread the awareness absolutely it's like the domino effect you know you you start somewhere and yeah. it it kind of multiplies and uh, this is something exactly. that uh, actually you know when i come to think about it yeah you have the large foundations who are probably investing in the rural areas uh, in menstruation yeah. and hygiene and sanitation but when it comes to urban slums you know there's still that g- gap that is there where yeah, people don't have access like, yeah Mm, interesting so you know so i realized one thing that all the organizations i have been uh, following and i've been uh, looking forward to they have been making tremendous change in rural areas they have been able to educate them about sustainable methods and every other thing related to uh, menstruation and reproductive health but what i realized maybe they are working in the urban slums as well but there is still a very huge gap because uh, whichever slums i have visited uh, uh, in my uh, city and even around my city i have uh, got to know that they have never received such educational sessions or they have never uh, seen someone coming up to them and talking about pads or periods to them so i don't know i am not a professional and i am not uh, i'm not i have not been doing this from uh, like many years i just started this in the month of april so i don't know what is the problem where is where there is a lack in the implementation i really don't know about this so i think i should just keep doing on what i am doing and maybe see a change in some years yeah absolutely i mean these things so uh, they have the impact and the causes are actually quite complex if if you actually you know dig into it uh, you have education you mm-hmm. have uh, you know the privilege and the underprivileged you have the society culture mindset uh, 
you know a very uh, men driven society taboo stigma yeah. like if you actually uh, were to plot it you know or make a mind map out of it uh, the different branches that you have it it's not that okay you can point out okay this is a problem and i'll solve it uh, it 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 has to be a very slow and systemic change and uh, it's, it's great that you actually have started that so in terms of the reach like uh, like how do you actually uh, go about and distribute do you like pick areas uh, like by week or by you know how do you plan your uh, campaign so i do a weekly distribution drive and i fig- i try to figure out an area and we try to find- get in touch with a localite over there because it's uh, much helpful if we um, take a localite with us because they'll be showing us the houses and where to go how who whom to contact and these things become easier so uh, i decide on a location and i get in touch with a localite and um, then start my distribution it's easy I, i think it's very easy i used to think that it's a huge task and it's a um, it's a very big topic it's taboo in our society but when i started doing this everything fell into place and people were quite supportive and uh, they were quite welcoming so it's not that tough yeah it, it's like you know uh... when you actually put your mind to something you 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 know paths open and people kind of uh, get aligned to the cause that you are driving so it's a very good example and i must you know commend you that uh, especially in a time like covid and in a place like india when congestion social distancing is quite not possible you yeah. know to take that step and go and do something it it's is it's a myth social distancing is a myth yeah yeah that's what i you know that's what i see and uh, it's it's really amazing that uh, you took that risk and uh, you you actually did it so you, you know great you must uh, yeah and i felt sick also my yes. mother also got tested positive oh, okay <laughs> so i hope you're now feeling much better and uh, recovered yeah yeah i mean yeah. that's what uh, th- this shows your determination and you know the dedication that you have towards the cause and uh, because uh, sometimes people just uh, you know take back step or you know think twice okay in such situation should we even go venture out you know people really you will have a very handful of people yeah. who will actually take that risk so you must so uh, i had no volunteers at that time it was quite difficult because i started in the month of april and uh, people started fearing about it uh, at that time only because it was new to them so uh, i had no volunteers i had to do everything by myself so i and my fiance we started doing it all on, on our own until now i carry out my distribution all alone because people are still scared to go to slums but not restaurants so they are pretty fine with restaurants and not slums yeah i mean that's the irony of the situation because uh, yeah yeah everything is open there and uh, yeah it, people it's people are partying yeah that's what uh, uh maybe that's a topic but yeah it it actually is uh, you know people listening to us uh, this is food for thought for people listening to us 
you know, in terms of volunteering for different But activities. But I guess it's an individual's choice. Yeah, it's yes. an individual's choice and it's their personal choice if they want to do or not. But uh, I was quite furious in the beginning, but I realized that it's not how it works. Everyone won't have the same uh, mindset of the same choices like me. So if I want something to get it done, I need to take things in my own hand. That's absolutely what I believe in. absolutely and i i think i can you know uh, share your feeling because when i started you know what i'm doing right now you know sometimes i also feel that maybe i'm the only one who's so almost pedantic about kindness mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but then it's yeah. always i know that i have to carry it forward and i have to do it uh, maybe it will take a lot of time when people will actually become a part of a community or a tribe and just take it forward so yeah we just have to do our thing <laughs> so uh, in terms of uh, was there any experience that actually touched you or stayed with you uh, during the whole journey so uh, yeah so during one of our distribution what uh, i really liked the most was the um, we we were distributing and we were wrapping our uh, wrapping our uh, cartons and getting back to the car so a man came us came up to us and uh, he was like ki kya baat sorry i'm using hindi so he was That's like okay. uh, what are you distributing so he like what are you distributing uh, i also need it and uh, my friend told him uh, that uh, no it's a ladies products and we are distributing it for the ladies it's not for you he's like i know what you are distributing and i really want those want to take it to my uh, to my house for my daughters and my wife so just give me those packets i know these are packs so that was the only time when a man came up to us and asked for the packs and we were we were so happy i can't explain it to you in words and we were like okay the change is happening and they are ready to accept it they, it just needs a helping hand and that's it and i also started receiving messages on instagram on my number and email that uh, we have started doing this thing after getting inspired by you we have started this in our locality and we are trying to educate four to five women at a time so uh, i was quite happy to know that people are getting inspired by my work and this is what i wanted to do like i wanted it's not possible for me to go to every area and carry out this uh, process so the only thing which i wanted was to showcase my work to make people aware and to inspire them so that they can also do it in their capacity that is really wonderful and those are the moments of truth that you have in your journey you know where these experiences that man you know coming and asking will probably stay with you forever in terms of you know the free the period journey and uh, it's amazing that other people are also doing that because uh, we are a large country you know there's a lot of areas where uh, the gaps exist and uh, it will take an army of people to actually uh, create change and it's amazing yeah. that uh, you are you know you kind of initiated this small uh, initiative and now it's taking shape in terms of a movement which is wonderful so that brings me to another question is you know we uh, as a society right now we live in interesting times where environment 
sustainability is actually something that people are uh, very uh, aware of you know in india now i see the shift towards uh, sustainable paths in very very small pockets of educated society privileged society you know uh, so how do you see in terms of the change uh, do you do you even see that you know what are the blocks in um getting this to the underprivileged society so uh when i started my distribution it wasn't a planned distribution it wasn't a planned session i just started with uh, disposable pads uh, because uh, it was quite hard to hands over disposable pads so let alone menstrual cups or cloth pads we don't see it uh, we don't see those things in a commercial market i we can't get it commercially it's really tough to get your hands on those and i i myself use disposable pads uh, i am quite ashamed to say that but i need to accept the fact because i am not uh, current i am currently not comfortable using menstrual cups i tried using it but uh, due to endometriosis my cervix and i guess my cervix is too low i i get quite uncomfortable using menstrual cups and i see that even uh, coming from a privileged society in a well educated family i am not allowed to use washable pads my mom was quite clear that uh, i don't know who is going to wash your pads even if you are going to wash it i won't let you dry it in my balcony so just forget it buy your own home start doing these things not in my home so that was the thing and uh, boiling menstrual cups she won't let me do it in her kitchen she'll be like buy your own kitchen make your own kitchen not in my kitchen so uh, i started receiving a lot of messages they started telling me uh, you should be uh, distributing menstrual cups you should be educating them about sustainable methods and it clicked me i because if i am trying to make a change i need to do something about climate as well because we we as a generation have been avoiding this topic from a very long time so i if i am educating one thing i should include something which is more important that than that so i was like okay i have been receiving a lot of messages on menstrual cups i need to go out and educate them about sustainable methods and i did that in my very next session but it uh, backlashed it was quite uh, strange and uh, i got very weird responses but uh, i was very happy when they tried to explain me their problems they told me that they are ready to use menstrual cups it's uh, because it's uh, very uh, affordable for them it will be, it's reusable and they can use it for around 10 years 7 to 8 years so uh, the only problem with uh, using sustainable methods in underprivileged society is uh, sanitation it's a huge problem in india so whenever i visit these areas there is only one toilet and there are 15 to 20 houses and the toilet is the uh, unisex so it's not possible for them to uh, clean their menstrual cups in those toilets uh, there are limited water resources there's only one two to three buckets of water being used by the whole family for a day for 24 hours till the next water um water comes there there's some system uh, there's a system where you get water timely so till then you need to wait and store your water so they live in a small room uh, they live in a small room with a uh, seven four to five people and uh, it becomes really diff- they have a makeshift kitchen so it's not possible for them to boil the cups 
and obviously there's a stigma related to uh, virginity so young girls won't be using menstrual cups and uh, drying the washable pads becomes a task for them because there's no place urban slums is totally congested it's not like rural areas like you have spacious rooms and you have a backyard where you can dry your clothes and along with that you can dry your washable pads so these are the major problems sanitation is the major problem in uh, urban slums so because of that using sustainable methods is not possible for them that's the main problem which arises in uh, switching to sustainable methods that that's i mean I, I, uh, being an indian i completely understand and uh, that's something that you know uh, it is a problem people don't have access to clean toilets you know housing is a problem uh, hygiene because uh, if there's no, if especially with using uh, cups and uh, pads the hygiene is not good it can lead to bigger problems so exactly so that that's something that uh, yeah i mean i completely understand and and changes like this it the whole infrastructure that uh, is in place for the slums will not support these amount of changes but at least now they are aware of menstrual health and hygiene so so that's a start so that's amazing so where do you see your uh, work going like in in terms and, uh, of do you want to continue thing, uh, yeah yeah so before tell you one more thing like uh, earlier i was being pressurized with uh, by my peers and by the society that you need force sustainable methods on these people you need to help them educate they were not quite telling me to educate them they were quite telling me to uh, force these things on them so uh, i may be wrong but i think uh, when it comes to the climate uh, menstruation should be left alone because uh, it's it's a taboo here it's a stigma and these people don't know about the basic hygiene or uh, how to use even disposable pads so it should be left alone and uh, i really i really try to educate them about sustainable methods but i keep it as an open option i want them to choose what is more uh, easy for them what is uh, more comfortable to them so i don't them because i can't force my opinions on women that's that will be like i'm promoting the patriarchy so i want them to choose what is good for them absolutely i mean uh, yeah sustainability and climate is uh, they are very big topics but if you actually get down to the root of it uh, beat food for sustainability beat other not everybody goes and buys organic right so it's the same thing with uh, menstruation and yeah. uh, especially in india it's it's a completely different uh, uh, nation we have our own challenges uh, so i completely concur that uh, it will take probably couple of you know uh, decades for people yeah exactly uh, to actually you know be open to uh, pads and cups so that I brings i really don't like this thing that uh, the whole climate issue is being uh, like is uh, the women are being blamed for the whole climate issue like please let the women live in peace and let them handle their periods yeah absolutely uh, so so that brings me uh, to my last question like last couple of questions one is where do you see your campaign and this work do you see yourself continuing uh, what are your plans 
so i never thought i'll be continuing it for more than 2 to 3 months but uh, yes uh, i have uh, managed to uh, continue this uh, till the month of uh, november and can you hear me yeah and um, i really plan to take this uh, forward and i have resigned from my job as well because i uh, realized that i there was no happiness there was uh, no uh, mental peace in my work and i'm finding it quite um, i'm finding it great to work for the society and i think it's really my call and i feel happy after educating these women and helping them out with their queries so i think i'll probably continue this work yeah for that i mean brilliant uh, you know uh, at 25 if i were to know and find that calling because uh, it takes a lot of uh, time and sometimes people just hesitate so that's really uh, i'm really happy to hear that that you are planning to continue so wish you all the luck and success Thank and uh, i hope to you know contribute in a small way to your campaign but we'll talk about that uh, probably after the recording uh, and the last question that i have is uh, what is your one tip to make the world a better place oh that's a huge question that's like quite difficult because i have never been that person i have been a cranky person i hate the i used to hate the world and i used to hate everyone except myself so uh, i think um, kindness is very important because uh, after doing this work and after receiving a lot of hate i realized uh, that um, um, like if you're not kind to someone you don't know what they are you don't know what they are going through and you don't know how your words are going to affect them so uh, earlier when i started the i used to force my friends to get into this charity work or social work and i wasn't kind to them i was like you people are useless you are not doing anything for the society and such i used to use such harsh but i realized that this is a very wrong way to treat people even if you're just trying to be strict to them or showing them that what are you doing in life or why are you not doing this or that instead of doing that i started being kind to people i started telling them that everyone has a different way of living their life and it's great that you are just being kind to your own self that's more than enough so uh, i think that's what i have realized in these days and i have changed as a person a lot i have stopped being uh, sarcastic i've stopped being angry and i've started learn started to learn how to be kind to people because um, not even an uh, not even, uh, just only in underprivileged society people who come from privileged society they also face a lot of uh, issues in their life so if i don't be kind to them that's that's uh, where i'm going wrong if i'm doing a large a huge charity work if i'm helping thousands of women but i'm not being kind to a person or my friend even by just by words then all my work is in vain there's no use of doing helping others if you're not kind to them it's very deep and that's very modest of you to you know acknowledge that okay you were 
you were a certain way and you've changed so that yeah absolutely i mean uh, being kind to oneself and being kind to others uh, is uh, something that can help the world uh, being a better place um the last thing is how can people reach you and support in this campaign so uh people can reach me uh on my email id which is freethepiriyahoo.com whereas i even have a page uh, named freethepiriyad on instagram and uh, actually there are few pages three to four pages named after that i don't know why maybe people started working on the same thing and they took up the name so uh, they can find my name on that page so it's easier to find me on instagram and even the email is easier as well see the period at yahoo.com great i i'll put that in the show notes so thank you so much for taking time out aksha uh, it was a pleasure talking to you and i think we touched upon so many uh, important yeah. points uh, pads is one part of the problem and we are trying to address uh, it it's actually uh, impacts different areas of menstruation in india and uh, we wish you all the luck and uh, success in this journey thank you so lovely much lovely talking to you i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and you enjoy listening to our show it would be wonderful if you could leave us a review or a rating or feedback to improve the show you can do so by writing to us at thegentleproject.kindness@gmail.com this is a humble attempt to nudge the world towards a little bit more of kindness compassion and all things that make us human and if you want you could leave us voice notes through anchor so until next week stay safe and stay kind